This is Shop Talk, our weekly discussion of journalism issues. I'm Rich Ecker. I'm Will Buss. And I'm Pam Peters. The Colorado Sun reported on what appears to be a successful experiment by a weekly newspaper in the rural Kansas community of Newton. The article says University of Kansas journalism professor Terry Finneman suggested the ideas to Joey Young, who's the owner of the Harvey County Now in south-central Kansas. This came as Young was already working with other researchers to examine the outdated business practices at rural weeklies and explore newer options for generating revenue. Young agreed to try three ideas. One was a focus on creating live events to provide more local social options. Another was to deliver e-newsletters between regular weekly uh, print editions. And the paper agreed to try selling memberships, a value-added option that entitles paid members to join monthly mingles and attend a variety of social events. So far, so good, according to the Colorado Sun. The weekly e-newsletters have sponsors and readers, and social events and memberships are popular. And uh, Pam, you know Terry Finneman, so uh, I guess I'll turn things over to you. What are your thoughts on on the work uh, Terry is doing? Um, Yeah, I've had the pleasure of working with her when I was a Ph.D. student at the University of Kansas um, just a few months ago. And um, she's done a lot of work. She does a lot of work with news deserts, um, especially these local and with local newspapers in these areas. Um, actually, she herself, um, along with some grants and um, University of Kansas, started a small newspaper in a news desert between Lawrence, Kansas, and um, Kansas City uh, called the Eudora Times, where she. She started this paper with uh, students at KU to try to start reporting on local news and bring a local newspaper back to this small town. Um, so it's it's very much this project um, stood out to me as something very much in line with what she has done. Um, you know, being somewhat familiar with the town of Newton, um, you know, it surprised me in some ways. Newton, as we about Marion, Kansas. Newton is very close to Marion, um, so it has very similar political views, ideals, and that. Um, but I was very impressed with some of the things they've been doing to um, build subscribers up and um, just build the following up for the newspaper based on the research that has been done by these three researchers, including uh, Terry Finneman. So, um, yeah, it, it, it it's not really a surprise to me. Um, I think the one that was was how they've really been able to buy people into this membership thing. Um, you know, I like, like they said, you know, you get Amazon memberships and memberships to about anything. Why shouldn't it work for a newspaper? Um, but you always wonder about that because newspapers are disappearing. Um, but yet here they've built a model where not only did they raise the cost for um for getting the newspaper weekly newspaper, but they also um, made that kind of a membership. Um, so that really impressed me with um, the approach of doing that and the fact that it's actually working. Well, memberships, that uh, sounds very much like a 
public radio idea, doesn't it, Will? Oh, it sure does. But uh, but at, at any rate, when I read about this and heard about these ideas, I, I commend them, first of all, for thinking outside the box because new innovation demands new ideas. And uh, the old standby has not been working and hasn't been working uh, for years. And, uh, you know, I'll be one to admit that when these changes were coming about, I'm old enough to have been at the uh, the uh, around at the advent of online and digital and uh, I took a I admit I took initially a dim view to it I didn't want to be told or had have to as a newspaper reporter oh now you're going to start shooting video and editing video I'm like I'm gonna do what now and no why, why are we doing this why can't we just focus on in-depth reporting that we do best uh, as opposed to TV or radio but I eventually, as you know, as as I in time, I came around to the idea, and this is something that has to be part of it. And I think I see this uh, having uh, memberships, having social events, uh, including people. I think this is something we all look to to embrace. I'm especially impressed that uh, you know uh, higher education and journalism, because that's what you know Pam and I especially uh, work with uh, each and every day, is 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 reaching out to help with this. And so uh, I think this could serve as a great model for what we ought to be doing as uh, journalism educators across the country to maybe help replenish, restart, fill the gap of, of these news deserts that are uh, growing by the day. I, I, I think these are great ideas, and I'm looking forward to see uh, how they work out. And I think we need to be thinking and brainstorming about this here in our own neck of the woods, too. So uh, social engagement, perhaps uh, newspapers that are more socially engaged with the community. You think this this could work elsewhere? I'm I'm willing to see if it does. You know, I'm 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 hesitant about uh, you know remaining objectivity within within journalism because that's such a, a troublesome uh, issue and topic that rears its ugly head that we talk about on this program from time to time, right? And I'm wondering if engaging with the community, I'm a journalist and let's talk and I cover, I'm, I'm covering your backyard. Uh, you know, I, I think if we keep some kind of a distance and maintain that objectivity uh, with our uh, reading, viewing, listening public, uh, as long as they maintain that, maintain objectivity, that's a, kind of the one concern I have about this idea. Uh, when, you're, when you're getting social with someone, there needs to be some level of professionalism. Not that these people wouldn't be professional, but... I'm just wondering if you could still take somebody seriously and if they're going to still be worth their grain of salt if you're, I don't know, overly carousing with people. I, I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm willing enough to see how this works and, and to see if there's other ways that we could also try, again, here in our own neck of the woods, because there's still more news that needs to be covered here that we're not always getting as we, as we once did. What are your thoughts on that, Pam? Um, you know, I agree. I think there is definitely that need to remain keep that that sense of space for objectivity but at the same time i think what interests me about this is we all know research shows most rural areas and newton would be considered a rural area and he you know they talk about it in here a very are very conservative rural areas tend to be very conservative so they're less trusting in news sources so i think there's there's definitely that need to keep a line um to remain objective but at the same time, I think these social events bring that aspect of now I know the people covering this area, so therefore I develop trust. And I think that's what they've at least seen here with this paper is because of these social events, these people are out here realizing these reporters are out here. They're covering the news. They're covering what's happening. They're covering and bringing information to them that they need to know. 
And these are people that, at least from a political aspect, have been told, do not trust anything that comes from the news unless it's these sources. Yet now, here they're coming in and saying, look, we're humans, we're doing our job, we're not here to negatively impact you in any way. We're just trying to get you the information you need. So I agree, there needs to be a line there. But I think going into these rural areas, especially that tend to be less trusting and and outsiders, and as somebody that grew up in a very rural area, I understand this very well. Um, I think there is a need to come in as reporters and develop a relationship. And even if you did grow up in that area, once you have that tag of working in the media, there's always this sense of, you know, is this, you know, what are they, are they behind doing something else? Are they keeping tabs on me? So developing that trust where you can say in these smaller rural communities, like I come from, hey, these people are just out here trying to make a living like I am, and they're trying to get me the information that we need. I think that that you can still stay objective, but I think that also helps develop a relationship of trust that is necessary in these communities. And, and agreeing that, uh, you know, in thinking about this, if people see the faces of these newsrooms, right, and they get to meet with these people and they get to know, I think I think this would certainly help uh, with media literacy, right? I think where people are uh, have mm-hmm. so many uh, misconceptions about what the media, you know, the media in quotes, right? What journalists are and what they're what they're about, and that we don't have we don't have an agenda. We just have a job and what our job is. And so if there's these opportunities to meet and greet with journalists and get to know that they are, you know, genuinely trying to find the facts and to provide a service that's entrusted within our First Amendment, so on and so forth, and get to meet with reporters, I think this is an ingenious idea. If if it, if it can accomplish that. And uh, people can mm-hmm. put a face to the journalists and uh, understand that uh, what journalism is about. This can help uh, combat and build uh, media literacy, too. So I can, I can see that benefit as well. With that, we're going to wrap up our discussion for this week. Our listeners can join us again next week for more of Shop Talk.